Welcome to 2018. Nah, it's, I think it's 19. But anyway, we're going to do some goals webinar here. If you guys want to check it out online, go to the YouTube channel and check out the video there. But if not, here is the replay of the audio from the session. The other Hui Do Pipeline Club members. A couple changes I'm going to be making. You guys are going to see a little bit less podcasts come out because I'm trying to get a life. And things are getting a little busy in the deal end. Let me know your thoughts on that. If uh, you guys are really needing that once a week Simple Passive Cashflow podcast, well, shoot me an email at lanesimplepassivecashflow.com and let me know your thoughts. But uh, here is the webinar, and uh, hopefully it's a jump start to a great 2019. Have you heard of the Multifamily Investor Nation Summit coming up on January 17th through the 19th? It's a three-day, information-packed event for multifamily investors with over 1,000 attendees and over 50 speakers. You will hear from experts about finding deals, raising capital, underwriting strategies, selecting markets, and so much more. Go to apartmentevent.com to grab your ticket and use the promo code LANE, L-A-N-E, to get $100 off. Whether you are new to multifamily investing or a seasoned investor, you do not want to miss this event. Start 2019 off right. Join the Multifamily Investor Nation Summit. Visit apartmentevent.com. This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. All right, we've got at least 14 people here, so I'm going to get started. So if you guys want to follow along, go to simplepassivecashflow.com backslash 2019-launch. I'll kind of be going through the uh, program there. Uh, also, if you want to, there is a little edible sheet at Simple Passive Cashflow Launch Your Goals Worksheet. The link should be on this uh on the info page, see here is this edible worksheet to follow along. So it's gonna have all, it's gonna be the worksheet for what we're gonna be talking about today. Um, if you wanna do it anonymously and kind of put yourself out there, make up a fake screen name here, and um, type, type your information in um, as you move along down the flow sheet. Uh, we should be able to go for, I'm going to try to get you guys out of here well before the hour. Um, some of the ground rules is play full out. Um, take a, take a, um, a listen to some of the, the questions and really brainstorm your goals for 2019. And also, I'm going to send out this as a recording. So if you miss something or you want to do it later, you want to do it with your your spouse or your friends later, uh, feel free to do so. Or also a big thing is like, you know, kind of state you're in. If you're kind of sleepy right now, uh, maybe it's maybe not the best time to do it. Maybe in a better state might be better. Uh, so any questions before we get started? All right, I will, um, if you guys want at the end, I'll assign accountability partners. For those of you guys who would like to join and participate. And uh, remember, we're, we're going to be heading down to Los Angeles in March. So check out those. I don't care. Why does it have to pop up every time? I'm able to access camera. I don't want it to act. Don't let me know. Because everyone's calling me now. I can't do anything. Get on your computer. 
All right, so here are some shallow things that I'm shooting for in the next two years. I, I realize that I would like the women in my hair feeling. I don't want to be riding my bike around because I already got hit by a car and I feel like some, at some point something's going to hit me again. So I would want to get a convertible Porsche or a Stingray uh, Corvette because I just realized that I don't know how to drive manual, but I realized that they make these things in automatic because these, these dang things shift so fast that the, the whole manual thing is just impractical to shift these cars these days. So that's kind of my little fun little goal, but we'll get to you guys right now. Um, try not to peek and go ahead. Uh, get your pen and paper out and, um, or however you want to do it on your computer. And I'll kind of guide you through these, uh, these brainstorming questions and there'll be a little bit of discussion at the end. And um, I'd like to kind of call on you guys to kind of, you know, if you guys want to blurt something out, it might get the, um, the other folks juices flowing too. So, so first thing to do here, what are the five things you accomplished in 2018 that you're most proud of? I'll set the clock here for about a minute and then we'll move on. Overwhelmed by the amount of stuff is on simple passive cash flow? Don't know where the heck to start? Go to simplepassivecashflow.com backslash start to sign up or text the word simple to 314-665-1767 for the curated course to get you up to speed on the past two years of content. Again, join the free web course, The Journey to Simple Passive Cashflow. Go to simplepassivecashflow backslash start or text the word simple to 314-665-1767. So these things can be physical, um, different ways you've kind of framed things in your head to kind of process things better. Um, maybe you got to accredited status. Maybe you got your first rental. Anybody want to mention a couple of theirs? I can name mine. I have two that's pretty substantial. Uh, lost 15 pounds and kept it off. I'm trying to get another five to go, but I guess that's related. And then also, uh, so I took uh, caps class, which was pretty big. Cool. So one thing that, you know, this is that's a little bit out there, out of your comfort zone for sure, is to either record yourself or just on video talking to yourself in third person, kind of recapping, hey, you know, you kind of list out those five things and you say to yourself, hey, good job, um, myself in third person. You know, here's what we did in 2018, did a great job. Um, you never have to share it with anybody, but you know, whenever you kind of go through those low motivational spots or you kind of get um, a little overwhelmed in 2019, you can kind of review it. So that's a little hack there. I know it sounds a little hokey, but hey, whatever it, whatever it takes, I think. Um, so now, now I want you guys to kind of get up out of your seat and move around a little bit. 
because here's the thing, right? Like, like Tony Robbins does this a lot. He, he kind of says like your state is in a big state. Like in the beginning here, somebody was screwing around their microphone. Great example. Not a good state, right? You're pissed off. You're kind of in that frontal cortex. Um, you know, get up, do some push-ups, do push-ups, jumping jacks, squats, do something, move around, right? It's just going to get you moving. And if you, you guys know me, I, I don't like any hocus-pocus stuff, but this stuff works. And I do it with what works. So move around, smile. You don't have to do a fake smile. Have some fun. Get back in your chair. And we'll do this one more time. Um, I'll put the time on the clock for another minute. Again, do five more things you accomplished in 2018. Did you reconnect with somebody, an old friend that you, um, you kind of lost contact? Did you uh, go through a big move? Finish a program? Got your LLC finally set up? Sold some properties? I have a few that I can share, Lane. Yeah, go ahead. So I passed my real estate uh, agent's salesperson uh, certificate, uh, the, the license last year. Last year, I haven't applied for the license technically yet, but I'm planning to do that. I went to from beginning of the year from seven doors to 13, and then, you know, about to add six more, but that, that's happening this year. But end of last year, I was at 13. Job-wise, you know, I had a crazy project. It was very stressful, but was able to move on to a different project that I'm completely liking it. But I, uh, you know, the biggest thing is that, you know, health-wise, you know, ran my first 10, uh, you know, first half um, running um, now consistently, you know, 10, 12 miles for my long run. Um, Relationship-wise, I think, you know, I'm doing a lot better, you know, paying a lot more attention to the spouse and the families. But still, you know, there's this big vacuum. I don't know whether this is enough. Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, it's always incremental changes. It's a long year. But I think that's the whole point where, why we're doing this while we got up this morning to write this stuff down. Is if you don't write it down and you don't kind of put it out there, it, it'll just kind of drift through the year. Um, great book recommendation. Uh, I think it's called Outwitting the Devil. Um, it's written by the guy who wrote that awesome book that I'm blanking on the name I'm thinking grow rich it was a kind of it was a hidden book and then the instructions okay. were like not to read it till he died so it just got released like a few years ago so it's kind of kind of wild but he's kind of saying like he uses this term drifters a lot and most a lot of people just drift through life and there's a lot of distractions that help this person drift I think I know who you're talking about. I, I, I think I'm reading that book right now. Napoleon Hill? Yeah, Napoleon Hill. 
All right, so moving on. So top three things you thought were impossible in those five to 10 things you accomplished. And again, if you guys want, I know no one started it, but there's that online worksheet here that you can uh, use to anonymously type out what you're doing. Uh, a lot of different thoughts in terms of, you know, do you put your goals out there? Do you tell your friends? Um, I think most people will say to tell the world because you kind of put yourself out there. Um, that's why I've done, I did the book club because I needed to read that dang book before I talked to Tom Wright in a month. So that's why I put that, um, I put it out there that I had to read it as a little goal because I know how I, how I work. Um, but some people are say it maybe works against you. I've heard like you kind of think about it in your head that you've accomplished it. So you stop working at it. I don't know what works. Just try and figure, figure something out for yourself, I guess. Is the link for the Google sheet uh, out there, Lane? Yeah, it's on the top of this sheet. It's um, okay. It's here. Here's the edible worksheet to follow along, Link. Can anybody um, mention one of those three things that were impossible that you thought? Like, what was the barrier? Uh, I'll, I'll go. I mean, one one thing I thought I was trying to get over. Could you share the link to that again? Yeah, so if you go into the chat box, I'll put it in there. Cool. So for me, I was trying to um, do a deal where I got over a million dollars in investor capital come in. So that one, I, I remember thinking about this in January of last year, sitting there and I was like, whoa, that's, that's pretty uh, daunting. It's like impossible. I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of there. It wasn't like me running like a seven minute mile or eight minute mile or something like that, but it was like, definitely like makes you feel, makes me feel a little comfortable. Uh, next question here for you guys. What did you do to make those three things possible? So for me, I just kept talking to people on the phone kept doing podcasts, kept doing the things that got kind of got up to me that level and kept on looking for good deals, meeting a lot of operators. I'll take a few more seconds here. Um, for me, the biggest challenge was when I was going through my real agent certification, you know, it was like, um, I think eight weekends, you know, um, and then I was also, um, um, uh, did not want to, um, I, I run on the weekends, my long runs, and then my classes were in the weekends and I had a 10, uh, you know, uh, race coming up that I was, I was prepping for, but staying true though, uh, I, I think, uh, Lane, you have talked about this before, but you know, I, I mean, answer the simple question that, you know, why you want to do something like that, that why has to be right in front of you. Right, right. So we'll kind of get, we'll kind of move into the portion where we kind of start brainstorming our goals and then we'll kind of circle back around to that why at the end here. So you're exactly right. So 
I always break down goals into four categories. Um, if you like a metaphor or an image to think of, I think of it like a stool. Stool has four legs, and those legs are health, wealth, relationships, and personal or spiritual. Um, there are other um, things people do out there that, you know, there's the wheel, for example, is one that a lot of people like to use. I think that's just too complicated. There's too many things. I think four is simpler. I'm always trying to simplify things. So maybe write down those four categories, health, wealth, relationships, and personal. And the next couple minutes, try and brainstorm at least one for those four categories. What's next? And also try and once you get at least one for each or two for each, then go wild and just start adding them all. This is kind of the brain dump in the beginning of the year of all the goals you have. And I would also recommend like kind of reviewing this, coming back and reviewing this goal list from time to time. I mean, there's a lot of programs out there like the Miracle Morning that they say, look at it every, every morning. I think that's a little excessive. Um, maybe about a month or every couple of weeks or quarterly. Yeah, I've always kind of wondered whenever I see the various goal things, like some people are like plastering it everywhere where they can totally see it. But I'm not sure like that's actually going towards the goal necessarily. I mean, I'm mean, sure it, it, it like puts it in front of you more, but like, is that actually like making you more likely to get closer to that? I think, yeah, like you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're going more towards the, like, because they're like trying to create something new, right? That's like going to change things. But I, I think you're right there with like checking in on it monthly and just setting up the daily things to, to, to get to that goal is more important than like plastering it everywhere and, I don't know, kind of doing this like, yeah, guru kind of thing. Yeah, the, the theory is that if you look at it, your subconscious will kind of make up solutions or think of new ideas or many tasks to get there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, my, my thought was like, if I have to go into this stupid little book, five, 10 minutes a day, and I only have about two to four hours of actual work time, that's a huge part of getting exactly. stuff done. Like it's kind of like my, my approach to it, but I mean, yeah, whatever works for people. Yeah. I'm going to create a countdown. <laughs> what? Oh, I couldn't hear So right now, you guys should have at least one goal for each of those four categories. Um, try and have a few more. So we've all heard of this uh, SMART, SMART goal, CHET, S-M-A-R-T, which stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, Timely. Go down the, the, the five components and just do a spot check on your goals. Is it specific enough? 
you know, or is it just general? Is it measurable? You know, am I just going to lose weight? No, there needs to be like a measurable thing, like 13 and a half pounds or something like that. Um, is it attainable? You know, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and dunk a basketball. That's just not going to happen. Uh, realistic too. And is it timely? There needs to be a time component to that. You know, oh, we're going to do a, a deal next year or, or whenever. No, there needs to be a, you know, there needs to be a, we need to do a deal before the end of the year or February, February next year or something like that. So once you've done that, um, also kind of take a step back and think to yourself on the last day of 2019, you'll be immensely satisfied when dot, dot, dot. So this is like a, a exercise I do from time to time. I call it the, I will be happy when dot, dot, dot. And what you do is you kind of close your eyes. You kind of think of where you want to be living, who you want to be around or what kind of, how do you want to break up your day? Um, you know, I'm, I'm in this kind of mode where I just, I go to work, I grind all day and I, I do this podcast and I do this website thing and I look for deals and analyze deals all the time, like all the way up to like midnight every day. And I do it again. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, if I were to take a step back, do I really want to be doing this stuff? It's like, no, I don't like, this is not my ideal lifestyle, but it's the means to get there. But at what point do I start to change things? But at least I start to brainstorm how I want to life, do my lifestyle design. So you guys can be as detailed as you want or as like broad, like broad would be like, oh, I want to have three kids, two of them going into that private school. Um, and living in this house that's half paid off. Simple. Or it can be as, um, you know, more of a, on a timeline. Like I wake up at eight o'clock without an alarm. I do some reading. I then waltz into work at 10 o'clock. I'm the boss. Nobody gives me any trouble or I'm a little minion. Nobody, nobody cares what I do. I can do what I want. I can play on my phone, have some lunch with coworkers look up some properties, come home at four o'clock, take my kids to baseball, have a nice healthy meal, go to work out, and do whatever you guys like to do. So I think that that one exercise where you're trying to design your life, try and Try and do that maybe at least every quarter, just kind of think about it and, and tweak it along the way. Because I think what you'll notice is that that thing will always be changing. You'll get that lifestyle and then it'll, it'll just change to something else. And, and using foresight is, as, using hindsight as foresight, personally, I, I always see like it as a journey that it's always gonna be the, the climb or the chase. So you might as well get comfortable in that climb or chase mode and not freak out that you're, the goal is ahead and you got to, you're trying to grind to get there.
So going back to the goals, um, one of my goals for next year is to get down 155 pounds and raise $3 million into a fund. Those numbers both scare me. Um, and it's attainable. Like I know, I know I, I was like 155 pounds a couple years ago. So I know it's not like losing like 50 pounds or something like that. And the, the $3 million kind of scares me. Um, but I think I can get there. It's, it's out there for me for sure. Um, and I'll say if it doesn't scare you a bit, it's not higher, high enough for you. So does anybody have any goal that they kind of want to put out there, get some feedback on? I have one. Yeah, go ahead. So uh, for the last day of 2019, what I wrote down is that I'll be immensely uh, satisfied if I pay off 103,000 that I have in HELOC because that, that makes my wife very uncomfortable. Uh, I use the HELOC obviously to buy investment properties. Okay. And it is achievable, as you said. It is scary, but it is achievable. Right, and it's it's specific. It's yeah. one one facet of your financial health. It's not the whole thing. Um, it's measurable. You, you, there's a number to it, and it is timely. You said, but by the end of the year. So good, good goal. Thank you. All right. And let's just take, you know, the top one or two of your goals. You guys should have at least a dozen goals at this point, brainstorm down that kind of will walk through this together. And if you guys like, you guys can do it on your own time too, but let's just focus on the top one or two. So the next brainstorming question is, if you accomplish this, what will it give you? And this is kind of going back to like we mentioned, like the why, if there's not a compelling why to do it, you, it'll just fall off the wagon. So in parentheses there, think of like the why, how, not really the, the why, but like how will things change? How will it make you feel? Some things just aren't consumable in a podcast audio format like reports, investing trends, and my own personal investing happenings. Go to simplepassivecashflow.com backslash club to sign up for the Hui Deal Pipeline Club to get the monthly email, The Journey to Simple Passive Cashflow. Public service announcement, guys. For all the non-folks news and commentary not found on this podcast, go to simplepassivecashflow.com backslash club and sign up for the Hui Do Pipeline Club to get the newsletter with the latest happenings as I make the journey to simple passive cash flow. Would you like to get access to the same reports and industry knowledge that I read? Would you like to know what I'm doing personally? Go sign up for the free newsletter at simplepassivecashflow.com backslash club by signing up for the Hui Deal Pipeline Club.
Anybody else want to kind of put theirs out there? Uh, yeah, I'm looking to add. So I, I kind of just dove into real estate last year and um, did my first purchase like towards the end of the year, but um, kind of figured out ways to scale. And that's kind of like scaling is kind of my goal for 2019. And so, um, yeah, I want to add six to eight more doors to my portfolio by the end of the year. And why, why is it that number? Like what will 68 doors do? Yeah. So mainly like mainly two or three would be easy enough to just do kind of like a typical approach where I would just, you know, buy it and then uh, get it rented out and then refinance out of it. And that, that would be, that would be totally easy. Whereas like doing six to eight is would would require, you know, getting creative with things and uh, in order to make that happen. So that's kind of why I went to that number. And it also is scary. <laughs> now, so right what, now, what will, what will six, what will even three get you? What will six get you? Like what's, you know, the, right now to me, it just sounds like a number. And when things get tough in 2019, mm-hmm. now you're just shooting for numbers, right? There needs to be like a, a different why behind it you know what i'm saying yeah i mean the the end goal is uh, ultimately cash flow so right and and how much cash flow will that get, bring you um right now i'm getting around like 500 to a thousand um on each one but depending on when it's refinanced so usually after refinance i should get around four to five hundred out of that so yeah a couple thousand yeah. So, so this is a this is a big problem for a lot of the more high income earners, like my doctors and lawyers. They'll they'll have a goal like that, but that will equate to what like a thousand bucks or whatever. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, their lives will not change one bit. Yeah. And for them, it's a very weak why, which is a reason I, why I think a lot of them, most people won't get them, right? I mean, we're talking batting averages here for you guys. If you guys don't strategically hit these goals and I'm not saying that to discourage you guys. If you guys think you guys are better than that, your goal is probably too small. It's not scary yeah. enough. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the big hairy audacious goals. You know, I don't know if any of y'all have read 10 X, but you know, I like to, to aim big and you know, even if I miss my life should be quite a bit better than it was at the start of the year, assuming I make significant progress towards those goals. Right. So, so Ross, the, the challenge is like, you need to think how your life will change. If not, like you're telling your, your, yourself kind of a lie right now, because if your life won't change, it's really doesn't really mean anything to you. Right. It's just, well, I, I guess the, the, the thought process is that is something that was, would be, definitely challenging, but realistic to do in one year. And then, you know, doing that several years in a row would make a difference. Right. And so that's kind of was like the mindset behind it, but I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Right. as well. And, and I think, in, like, I think I know your personality a little bit, you know, you're kind of a grinder, so you can, you definitely can put your head down and say, yeah. this is just a one goal to the next five mm-hmm. years. I'm going to do the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think most people aren't like that or some at some point, even the best of us kind of fall off that wagon. So try and, you know, try and find like a, a like how will, if you knocked it out of the park in 2019, 
how will you, your life change? Like, what kind? Will you, will you buy yourself a nice little reward if anything? Right? Like that, that's why I have yeah. that that whims. B- buy a house out here in California? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not attainable. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but like you know, for me, it's like buy something whimsical. Like lease up a, a seven hundred dollar a month Porsche. Right? That's not that hard. Right? Yeah. Something yeah. I I if well, I do everything I, I should, I should be able to afford that. Yeah, and and I also agree with what you're saying earlier with like like as a software engineer out here, it's yes, adding six Thor's worth of cash flow is like a drop in the bucket, but I guess it's it's towards the passive the pat or it's towards the passive cash flow, you know, right now. And so that was kind of the more of the goal there. But I definitely agree with you guys there. So Yeah. It, it's yeah, kind of like you think this though. <laughs> for a lot of guys like getting losing some weight might be a big thing right like you know why would you want to lose 30 pounds it's like well i want to lose 30 pounds right this is kind of like this is if i'm just putting up the mirror on you like i want to lose 30 pounds like why do you want to lose 30 pounds well and then when you start peeling back the layers of the onion which is hard because a lot of us they, we put up walls right we're adults that's what we do um you get to hear that oh i want to i actually want to like go and play baseball with my kid instead of like just sitting there on the sidelines because I'm too fat and I can't move around. Right. And that's a super good compelling. Why, why would you want to do something right. like that? Yeah. I guess the ultimate why is to have the freedom to do what I want. And that, that is, that is the original why that comes from like incremental steps that I've been trying to set up towards that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's something like if you put a few hundred dollars, like more cash flow into your budget this year, maybe you do something like you start ordering, you know, to go meals more or something. Mm-hmm. You start to save more time. You know, so th- this kind of brings in the rewards component a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Cool. That's good stuff. Like for am, me I, on the health side, okay. I am. Yeah, good. So I've been, I've been, I've done like bodybuilding and stuff in the past, and um, want to get back towards that. But I've also been focusing on doing a couple different races, and it started that last year again. But I want to actually place in the top three uh, for my age group for the one of the Spartan races that I'm doing this year. So that's another goal. Um, and that's the, the why behind that is because I love the feeling, you know, of winning and then also just the accomplishment that comes with that, um, right. pushing myself at an extreme level. They have Spartan races in Hawaii, by the way. They do, but it got canceled last year because this hurricane lane came through. Shame on you, Lane. Yeah. yeah. It just gave everybody the day off and there wasn't really any rain. <laughs> So, so I, for myself, um, I think I'm trying to just maintain a level of output and just focus on quality more on what I do. Um, Because before I kind of just do everything and anything and everything. So that's something I want to personally do. And that that will kind of make me chill out more because that's what I'm kind of working on in 2019, especially with the market being where it's at. And, and I think here, here's where like, you know, you're, you're saying Ross, like your, your larger term goal, like 
the next thing for you guys to write down in 10 years, I will be immensely satisfied when dot, dot, dot on that goal. Jot that one down. Yeah. So I actually have another question then on that. So, cause I am thinking, like you said, kind of just like heads down getting specific goals that are challenging, but will get me to a point down the road. So what would be the recommendation like Chris and um, Lane, like to change the current goal is it, yeah, and I, yeah, just kind of for some guidance there because is is it just to like write down something that is higher and like would challenge me even more to hit or um or you or where is it more to the like figuring out the why and then just building around that instead? I think you know the big why, but now yeah. you're, now here comes the hard part where you're trying to break it down and you're trying to like create shelves for yourself to get to mm -hmm. and there has to be wise to getting to those shelves like so i can just say for me personally like getting to two rentals getting to five getting to ten rentals getting to a first big deal um those were all big milestones and along the way i kind of sort of built built up different rewards along the way mm -hmm. And that's what drove me to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. I don't know, Chris, you wanna? Yeah, so, you know, I came from a corporate culture and, you know, big and smart goals. And I think there's a lot of rationale to them. And lately I've, I've started, you know, I would say maybe making them not quite as realistic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, it's, I think it's uh, the Grant Cardone influence. And I think the next book was, was really instrumental to me. So I'm, building these big, hairy, audacious goals to, um, that, you know, look like a stretch, but we keep me motivated because the worst thing that can happen you want is to set a realistic goal and to hit it and then think like, okay, well, you know, what, how did it change things? Or, you know, could I have right. done more? You know, it's like, like somebody, a friend of mine posted on his Facebook recently, like, who's ready to crush your goals in 2019? I go, not me, because, you know, if you're ready to crush your goals already, you're sandbagging. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I have a goal right now. It's like to, to build a thousand agents on my real estate team by the end of this year. I have 200 right now. And it's, it's, it's pretty big. It's going to be a stretch. It's, it's still attainable, but it's um, going to take a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But it will keep me motivated as hell throughout this entire year. And I, and, I, and I think that's attainable for Chris. I think what I see a lot of times when I have these intro calls with people, uh, they'll say, oh, I want a thousand units. I'm like, what the heck do you want a thousand units? You ain't got one, you know? Yeah. Like, I guess that's kind of where my head process was uh, there. But yeah, I think, I think it does need to be a little bit more audacious for sure. I'll tell you what, uh, I, I started investing in multifamily. My first one was in June of 2014. And when I started, I actually had $50,000 to invest. I put it in there. My next two were at the beginning of 2015. I borrowed 150,000 from a HELOC. I invested 75,000 into two more. And that was all I had tapped out. And so now here it is, you know, four, four and a half years later. And I now, I think I'm in 22 different apartment complexes. So it can awesome. multiply, you know, and if you would have told me, it, 
back then that I should aim for 22, I would have said, you know, no way. But, you know, it just, um, through a lot of focus and keeping it and finding out ways to creatively finance some of these things, you know, it's really paid off. So we got a quote for you guys from Tony Robbins, and this is probably one of his top five for sure. Uh, he says, we overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what we can do in 10 years. That's a great one. It really is. So I, I look back in 2018 and that was a big year for me, for sure. I think I did like eight deals at least. And it still, it doesn't seem like too much in the whole grand scheme of things. But when I look at what I did in the last, like from, I started this podcast in 2016, met all a bunch of new people. And then, you know, just how more, more and more people are coming in every day. I mean, it's just, kind of observe and I can see how this 10 year thing can go. I think part of it is just kind of gr keep grinding and keep, keep at it. Um, again, like it's the get rich quick people, the people that they, they come in, they're a firecracker and then they fizzle out. You see that all the time. Yeah. I think the one reason probably people underestimate what they can do in 10 years is they probably think in terms of the sum of 10 years of efforts but they fail to take into account the compounding. Compounding, effect. yeah. That's, I guess that's, that's kind of what I was <clears throat> going with with that, is that like last year I did one, this year I want to do 10, and then, you know, our, you know, kind of a thing, but. Right, and, and there's the. Definitely the, like the feedback, it's good. This is The super. analogy is that like, either the, the entrepreneur flywheel, it's like, you know, you spin this wheel, it takes did a lot you read, of uh, beginning. Uh, what book is that from? That's uh, from Good to Great or something like. Yeah, Good to Great. Yeah. Um, there's a, yeah. Yeah. There's another one with like the space shuttle or the rocket. Like it takes like half of its fuel just to get like a foot off the ground or something like that. Mm -hmm. But then it's and then it's, then it's like off for free fall, right? Like it's it's all water after yeah, that. Yeah, I, I love the math and number, man. We're the engineers, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, if it's half the, the fuel, but. You know, I think it goes back to, I'm not sure whose who's, um, physics law it is, but, you know, objects in motion tend to stay in motion, you know, and just like even riding a bike, you know, the hardest part is getting it rolling. Once you get rolling, you know, it's, it's much easier to sustain it. So not find that myself, it's like, it's a fight for me having to stay in the groove because you know, once I get in the role, it's, it just feels very good. It's, it's self-energizing. But if I get distracted and get off my game, it's just so hard getting back in the groove again. Yeah. Elaine, if, if I can go back to one of the questions that you actually posted here, which is that if you accomplish it, what will, what will it give you? Kept on thinking about this, you know, so my biggest, you know, as I'm writing down the goals, you know, all these are technicals, you know, I, to me, it almost looks like ancillary. My largest goal for me is to actually improve on my soft skills because at the end of the day, you know, despite of everything else, you know, things are moving along just fine. You know, I have a partnership, it's called Roads to 30. Our goal is to get 30 doors. We didn't put down any time frame, but so creating some accountability so that we can get there. At the end of the day, this is what, you know, I think um, maybe you were trying to allude to it. 
Um, I'm trying to work on those bigger things, the softer skills, you know what, say for example, you know, be able to breathe, be able to step back and say, you know what, you know, I'm doing this because it's going to make, it's going to get me to a state, state of Nirvana. What is the Nirvana looks like? So that's what I'm going to try to work on that. You know what, I'm, I need to resolve some of those questions because the rest of the things, you know, say for example, staying in good health or say for example, you know, meeting financial goals, do the best I can. Those things are still, I think Chris, you were just saying that those things are, you know, just chugging along there just, and they probably could be expedited, but I'm trying to resolve that question though, uh, what you put down there. I think that should, and, and that should actually drive the rest of the goals, the technical goals. Right. And, and I'll, yeah, I think I'll, that's, oh. I'll take the time to mention, like, I think this group is definitely more of the financial folks and we had a lot of success and that's why success sort of leads you to more success and it also makes you um you know whether it's right or not focus on more of the wealth and buildings outside and i encourage you to take a good look at yourself and think about the things that you're not doing as well at like for me it's probably health and personal i mean last year health is always i mean i always did did paleo and crossfit and stuff like that but I noticed myself not going to the gym an extra couple of days out of the week because I just needed to get home and get stuff done. Um, so, you know, it's just the, the typical example of this is the, the bro who goes to the gym like every single day. And you, you ask him what his goals are. It's more, oh, I want to go and bench 225 10 times. It's like you're Why? totally Why? neglecting the other side of your life. <laughs> totally imbalanced. And in a way, we, I think I'm going to call everybody out here. We're all kind of like this. We, we get really heavy weighted on this wealth and business and we lose track of the other ones. My spouse says that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I tell you when you, when you don't have your health, wealth doesn't really matter too much. Right. And, and we're all, we're all kind of wired up to get success and feel good about ourselves, which is why we kind of focus in on this wealth category. But you know, it's a lot of like the relationships, soft skills and other stuff. That's the harder, that's out of our wheelhouse. So I encourage you to pick something outside of the wealth category. Yeah. Lane, this is Matt in San Francisco. Hey, Hey, um, I'm an, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm wired for work and making money and all that stuff's like, I'm just a guy, you know, I wake up thinking about money want to get out there and kick some butt. But on the spending time off, um, self-care, like all that stuff is kind of a secondary thing. And uh, I'm looking at my goals and they're all <clears throat> the, the well stuff you probably laugh at because it's not a big, big stretch. But the other stuff's like wake up early, a, one yoga class a day, which is pretty, pretty low numbers here in the Bay Area. Um, and then there's stuff like... Uh, couple days off too. Um, I don't know if you like Dan Sullivan, the strategic coach. Uh, he's all about taking days off and just going and being a stoic and trying to um, just get some free time to let your, let your, your entrepreneurial brain figure out what, what the next move is, you know, and just taking, shutting it down for a couple of days. He's real big on that. And then you're more productive when you come back. Right. So again, another example, you know, the, the yoga type people and, um, you know, I've dated, I've gone on one date with a lot of these kind of folks. 
their goal is a lot like I want to you know chill out and be more spiritual but it's like you guys are already having that right like you get one-sided into what you're doing so again I urge the group to kind of get off of the wealth building thing and try and focus on something else at least yeah. for one of their goals and it's also a good time and I mean if you guys haven't noticed uh, 2019, the, the two and the 10 year has inverted the, the treasury. Uh, and then in the next hour, if you guys want to stay tuned to the end, I'll do my investor quarterly uh, report. It's going to be another hour of content. But I mean, it's a good time to kind of take the focus, take some gas off of the investing side, be more selective, just chill out and stop doing transactions. And sorry, that's not what you want to hear, Ross, but you probably still have to put the, the foot to the gas pedal. But for a lot of us, me, me included, I'm maybe taking some chips off the table, going to less riskier deals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can tell you my perspective is, you know, markets are, are very fully priced. We're seeing some softening, but I think it's more of a seller's market. So, you know, proceeds from the last deal I had, I used to deleverage a bit. Yeah, and I still need to make some investments, um, especially my my retirement funds because I can't do much else with them. But um, <laughs> I'm taking looking at more deals and taking more time, being very much more selective about it. I'm not in as much of a rush as I was in the past. All right, so moving on, we're kind of getting low on time here. Uh, jot down five things you did not accomplish in 2018. Maybe get a little mad here, put a frown face on things you did not accomplish in For me, it was, um, I didn't complete my weight goals. I went the opposite direction. I did not find a new hobby. Um, and I did, I did not operate in a less frantic mode. And here's, here's one of my stories from last year. I bought like one of those DJI drones from Costco. It was like a thousand bucks back in November of 2016 or 17. It's still in the box somewhere around here. I didn't even play with the dang thing. Hey, Lane, have you seen any videos of me with my one wheel? Yeah, I saw that. that I yeah, got a, yeah, I got an electric scooter and an electric bike now. So that was one thing okay. I did use. Yeah, you need to check out that. I used to work at a startup that built those. <laughs> What's that? I used to work at one of the startups that built those electric things. Oh, cool. That, it makes you feel like a kid again. Yeah, right now I'm working at an autonomous drone company, so I get to have fun at work. So that's, that's a fun thing. So once you've got those five things you did not accomplish, go down this list of like, why not? Just check it off. Like, why didn't you accomplish it? So the first thing here is, did you just disconnect? Did you, was your head down grinding and then you just lost sight of the why? Was the why not compelling enough? 
number two was did your kind of your goals change was it was there a surrogate to accomplish the same why like for example you wanted to get eight units but then you just went into a deal with 50 grand that pretty much accomplishes the same why uh, number three here, did you use the wrong strategy? Was it just a tactical thing that you could have caught back in January 2018, which is where we are in, in this step, what we're doing today? Uh, number four, did you lack the knowledge, resources, or people? It was an educational thing. And as you reflect on today, um, this year's goals, Make sure you have the knowledge, resources, and people around you to do what you want to do. Um, number five, did you just plain take the easy route? Uh, and then number six here, this is what I call the crabs in a bucket analogy. You know, were the people around you not really conducive to what you wanted to do? I mean, I hear, I hear this all the time. Like people, they want to buy out-of-state properties and their friends, they tell their friends and just hear a bunch of crickets. And then one guy chimes in on how the stock market stuff is doing so well. And again, this is 2018. But, you know, Classic. a lot of time, yeah, like the analogy is like you've got this bucket of crabs. And when one crab wants to climb out of the bucket, the other crabs kind of pull them back in. And um, it's not a good environment because we are the five people that we hang out with most. And um, a lot of it, you know, you got friends that you, you know, you're good friends with, but they may or may not be in this headspace that you're looking to be. Uh, for example, they may not be interested in investing or they may not, you, you go out to eat, they may not be into eating salads. So take, take a look at your goals. So those six lenses and then try and um, try and mitigate those barriers. So again, break down the goal in four chunks. You know, try and break down that one goal. We have one goal that we selected, break it down into chunks. Um, example here would be, you know, complete routine of activity three or five days a week. So th this one applies to like my gym, going to my gym goal. You know, I didn't, I don't think only went like one or two days a week. And put in process in place to reevaluate. So I literally put it into my calendar um, that I'm going to recheck in on this specific goal on March 1st. And I think if you're not doing that or you're not writing this down, this will not happen. So that's your reminder to go write it down right now or put it in your calendar. Or if you're super smart, use followupthen.com and write yourself a three-month at followupthen.com that you need to revisit this. And then also put in different mitigation measures. Like if you're not hitting your goals or you're not on track to what else things to do. Like if I'm not on my goals to lose the certain amount of weight, well, then I'm going to put in, put in a fourth or fifth day of activity. Or if I'm not hitting my goals of finding investment deals, now I have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning because I don't like doing that, but I'm going to do it.
some of my, someone asked like, what are some of my financial goals? Um, I definitely want to do a lot less deals. I want to get out of multifamily a little bit and do more self-storage and mobile home parks. And um, part of that is just because, like I said, the market's going a little bit too hot. And I want to take some chips off the table in terms of my intention. But I, I still want to be fully into the market. I want to be fully invested, but in more in cash flowing deals. Because the way I see it, if it's cash flowing 8 to 10%, well, in a recession, maybe, well, maybe it goes down to 5 And in, in the asset, we just hold on to the asset. Um, another hack that you can instill is this three per people hack. I uh, find one person above you. This is like a mentor, someone at your level that you can kind of play as your accountability partner and someone below you that you mentor in this. Cause sometimes people are wired to, if they think somebody is watching them, then this gets them on track. It's kind of a weird motivational way of motivating yourself. Uh, make sure your environment is set up. You know, if it's a health related goal, get rid of all the chips and cookies around the house. Uh, if it's a productivity thing, set your office up. Um, any, any ideas there on setting up your environment for your guys specific goals? Maybe just mention your goal and then something you're going to try and change in your environment. Anybody? Hey, Lance, Matt, I'm trying to uh, work out more. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, me too. I just bought like this rogue squat stand. I don't have any weights yet, but I bought it, so it's going. <laughs> yeah, I got a uh, exercise bike that I bought this time last year, <laughs> sitting in my uh, my kitchen. <clears throat> the Pendleton one. Just a, a spinning bike, you know. Um, just a stationary bicycle. And maybe set up like a time that you do that every week or whatever, put it in your calendar. Yeah, that's, that's one of my goals is three times a week. And, um, mostly cause when I'm older, I want to be able to hang with my kids. I got a three and a five year old daughter and I don't want to be this wealthy old dude that can't even walk up the <laughs> you want to do this cool lean spandex wearing machine yeah. that guy when some yeah, everybody teases him but secretly they're jealous of him yeah when some guy answers the door to date my daughters in like 15 years i want to be like the hulk yeah <laughs> what you want to take my daughter out all right come on inside son <laughs> This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. 
Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself, because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests. For health goals, I think you know um, the biggest um, thing I would say is that, um, the, especially the diet goals, has to be shared within the family, because we ran into that. You know, both me and my spouse, we had different diet goals, and it was a it was a chaos. Right, and that goes into the crabs in a bucket yeah. barrier there. Yeah, the big thing that made a difference on my health goals was switching to a morning routine there. Cause I used to always go after work or whatever, but then once I switched to startups and then also doing my own startup outside of a startup, um, just the time at night was just not going to happen. In college, I could do that, but um, working out at like 10 or 11 at night, it just doesn't happen. And I'm not a morning guy, but moving it to, you know, just getting up real early and then going in the morning, then you're done. That was a big difference for letting me do it every day. Yeah, so, so I'm not a morning person either. And one thing I, I've been trying to do is like I write down one goal for each or at least try and make a couple goals of, of big things that I want to get done the next day. Like, you know, record this podcast or, or edit this podcast, for example, mm-hmm. something tedious that I, I put off because it's a pain to do. And if I don't get it done that day, I, I have this slot in the morning where I will get it done. So it's kind of a little reward because I like to sleep in. So if I don't get it done in the day, then it, it'll, it will get done in the morning. So that's something I do. I think something that I don't do that sounds like a good thing is like some sort of reward, reward program, like kind of like what you're saying earlier, like what's something little you can add, like you said, like the car, right? Or something like that. But I think that is something interesting that I've never done because kind of like you said I'm just like I like just grind it out and like just hit objective hit objective kind of a mindset but I think long term like you got to do some more there you know Um, and that's an interesting strategy I haven't done and I got to figure out how to do that better Um, you have to reward yourself along the way really keep you motivated and going you know think of it as it's a journey not a destination so you know to set some gates to where you accomplish something you feel good about and give yourself a pat on the back and a reward for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause going back to the whole, like, you know, I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot. Like, right. You realize that is, those goals like if always... you never get to the, the happy and your eyes are doing the goals, like then what's the point? Yeah. And that's just how it is. There always, <clears throat> always will be goals. There'll always be things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say too, on that journey, uh, Lane, I have, uh, I got the kids, you know, and they've, I can't believe how fast they've grown and not, <clears throat> not to pound on that too much, but, uh, they grow up so quick. If I just work six or seven days a week, it's like all of a sudden you got these little five-year-olds and having kids has definitely made me think I got to enjoy every moment. I know some of you guys don't have kids yet or they're, they're bigger, but, uh, uh, that's definitely a, a big lesson that you know, kids teach us is um, just being in the moment because they grow up so fast. Yeah, time is our only non-replenishable commodity. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And and this is just an observation from people that are in my, my group. Like, you guys are either typically younger than 30 or older than 35. Like, there's a gap there because you guys have kids and then everything stops. Yes. Time goes away. <laughs> totally. <laughs> 
So, uh, you know, we mentioned rewards. Any other rewards people are looking to buy themselves this year? You want to just blurt it out? Retire! <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm motivated that way too. I don't want to really work, even though work's not that bad. I'll admit. But... Uh, a trip to Hawaii. I'm with you on that. I'm going. See you in July. Yeah. Write it off. Visit Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually doing a you know a lot of travel this this year, and you know that's that's one thing that keeps me motivated and everything, just to to be able to buy back my time so I can travel. You know, go where I want, when I want, with who I want. Right. And you know, I've kind of gotten away from the the drive towards material goods. I've had all that in the past, and I'm now focusing more on just experiences. And that's just, but that's my primary focus. So a little discussion we skipped over this, the four tendencies. Um, there's a book by Gretchen Rubin. She talks about four different types of people. We all kind of fall into these four. Upholders, rebels, questioners, obligers. Um, you got to figure out what you are. You can go to our website, take your little quiz and figure out what you are. But me personally, I'm a questioner. I always question like, why? Why are we doing that? Why do they do that? That's stupid. Why? Why? Um, people I kind of get annoyed by are upholders. These people, if it's like one o'clock in the morning, no one's around, they'll stop at the stoplight or they stop at the stop sign, look both ways and go. Or these are the people that bog down and process, you know, the title companies. They want everything the right way. You know, um, the rebels are like people that are always doing the opposite of what they people want them to do just because. And um, obligers are people who oblige to other people's needs. They, they put other people's needs in front of theirs, um, whether it's a altruistic thing or they just like don't, they want to be popular in other eyes of people. Um, for whatever it is, but people are wide different ways. So try and figure out who you are because each of these four tendencies has different ways to motivate and achieve goals. So for example, the questioner me, if you ask why a lot, which I think a lot of you guys are here, which is why like, you know, you're like, why, why do I have to work 40 years at a job? Why can't, there has to be a better way than investing in the stock market with big risk. Um, the, the way you, you structure things is you figure out the why, why you're doing something, and then you truly intellectually understand it. Um, if you're an upholder that kind of follows the rules, well, then you need to make rules around what you're doing and make it. Um, and then the rebel, I think a lot of people's kids are like rebels. They, they may think they, you tell them the one thing, you do, they can do the completely opposite. So like the way of dealing with those types of people is like, all right, cool. You want to go do that? These are the consequences. Go and live with it. Right? Like this is, if you're trying to, if you're a rebel and you're trying to build yourself an exercise plan, it's like, all right, all right, Matt, you can go ride your bike whenever you want. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to do what you wanted to do. Right? Because if you put, if, if Matt was a rebel and we put him to a little box, he would just rebel over the whole thing and he wouldn't ride his bike. And then, and then the obliger is the person that is 
externally motivated. So that person, they want other people to be happy. Um, so that in that goal, it's more about, oh, you're going to let other people down. That's how you want to think of your goals. So it's another way, lens of attacking your goals. Any questions on that one? I know it's kind of a newer concept. I kind of like it a lot. What if you're all of those? Well, if you're all of them, you're, and then you need to pick which one you, you have more of affinity towards because you can't be all of them because they're, they're a little bit, I think the rebel and the upholder are definitely opposites. I guess it all depends on the situation. Right, situational. My wife, I'm the obliger. At, at work, I'm the rebel. I, I call the shots. Yeah, I can already t I can tell that first time I talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I'm everything. That's a good way of looking at it, though. Thank you. Um, so taking action is the next part of the goals. You just got to take action. I'm not going to beat that one to death. Um, take the time today to schedule stuff into your calendar. And maybe think about maybe making it not recurring because then it won't be special. Uh, again, schedule in those times where you're going to have those big goals reviewed. And most people, um, if you guys are interested in getting an accountability partner, type it in, say in, in the group chat there, and I'll set you guys up with somebody and we'll see if we get enough of people. But I wanted to make it for the people who joined in on the live call. So just type in, in or shoot me an email later on. And we, we just had enough time here to go over one goal, but I, I have, um, I, I would suggest taking this framework and applying it to all your goals on your own time. We don't have enough time today to do that. And, um, if you guys like this, I'm doing the uh, group coaching here in the next couple months. We'll get this started up. It'll be bi-weekly calls to kind of keep everybody accountable so you guys can get more information. There's the, the survey link if you're interested, if you want to jump into the beta. It'll be a little bit cheaper than when it really goes out mid-next year. Um, things I'm working on, if you guys are still interested in the 101 unit in Gulfport, Mississippi closes in a couple weeks. So that one's still open if you're interested in that. And I'm always looking for more deals. And um, let's kind of connect in the future. I'm going to be on an online summit January 17th to the 19th. You guys can click the link there. There's various discount codes. On February 16th, I'll be in Honolulu, Hawaii at a conference. You guys can come on over for that. It's pretty cheap. March 1st to 2nd, I'll be in Scottsdale, Arizona for a multifamily uh, conference. Definitely get to hang out at that thing. And then the March 14th to the 17th is the uh, Tony Robbins thing. I think 25 of us have already signed up from our group. So there'll definitely be a lot of people um, there. I'll have a little three bedroom penthouse that we'll have a couple meetings at. We'll try and get everybody to get it there. And um, current investors come and hang out with me in Hawaii. Um, Non-investors, we can still hang out, but 
it's going to cost you a little bit. I can't hang out with everybody. Um, anything else? Any other questions from the group before we uh, say goodbye? All right, I'm going to take like a five minute break here and I'm going to do the journey to simple passive cash flow investor quarterly update. It's going to be another hour of stuff. So if you guys don't want to do that, you guys can drop off. If you guys just want to hang out, walk around the house, do some chores, put it on the headset and yeah. cool. Thanks guys. Uh, thanks for all the, the tips and motivation too. Like, Hoping to connect a bit more with you guys in this new year. All right. Yeah, I gotta run it as well, but thanks everyone. Good call. Okay. And if you guys want a sneak peek at next week's podcast, which is that investor letter, go to simplepassivecashflow.com backslash investor letter and check that out. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.